Hi, I'm Bob Sewell. I'm a lawyer. In fact, I'm a partner at the law firm at Davis Miles McGuire Gardner. I started this podcast because my clients always ask me, is that even legal? I want to discuss on this podcast how the law affects us and changes our daily lives. I hope you enjoy the show. I hope it is meaningful to you, and I hope you learn from it. Thank you. Welcome to the podcast, Is That Even Legal? Today's guest is Pernell McGuire. Pernell is the managing partner of the law firm of Davis Miles McGuire Gardner. He's also a bankruptcy specialist, and that's why I wanted to have Pernell on the podcast here today is to talk about this really important issue of bankruptcy and some of the recent trends and things that are happening in the law regarding bankruptcy that's changing. So Pernell, welcome to the show. Thank you, Bob. It's good to be here today. You know, unfortunately, bankruptcies are up this year. I mean, it seems pretty obvious that it would happen. The effects of COVID, unemployment, um, we're seeing people who are having increased both commercial and residential mortgage defaults. We're seeing increased bankruptcies in restaurants and retailers and oil industries and movie theaters and fitness gyms, those types of things just are increasing in their bankruptcies. And I've heard one expert say that for 2020, we could potentially see an increase over last year of 47% in bankruptcies. What do you think is going to happen in the bankruptcy sector for 2021? Well, it's a great question, first of all, and truly we're in unprecedented times. I mean, up until February and March of this year, uh, unemployment was at a record low. Uh, the economy was just booming, uh, especially here in Arizona, and everything came to a screeching halt uh, when we had the, the, the quarantines or the lockdowns that happened in, in March of this year. Um, millions of people were furloughed, uh, went on unemployment. Um, the companies uh, were no longer able to operate. You mentioned gyms and restaurants especially were hard hit. The tourism industry, airlines, uh, all of these folks were, were hit very hard. Uh, the government then uh, intervened uh, with the CARES Act uh, to try and pump stimulus money into the economy to try and um, keep everybody going. And that has worked uh, for a while, uh, but those stimulus funds have now been spent and there's no new funds, at least on the immediate horizon. We'll see what happens after the election. But with those funds now uh, expired and unemployment benefits expiring, uh, we're now seeing uh, a definite upward tick in the number of bankruptcies that are being filed. And uh, unfortunately, uh, 21, uh, 2021 looks to be, uh, uh, again, uh, a year where there's going to be an increase in the numbers of bankruptcies being filed. Yeah, I fear you're right. I hope you're wrong. I'm hoping that with some stimulus money, I'm hoping that with the decreased uh, unemployment numbers, I mean, it, I, I, we have seen the unemployment numbers go down. They were really high. Uh, they spiked very quickly. They've come down fairly quickly, but we seem to be slowing in those unemployment numbers. I think you're right. I think there will be some more bankruptcies in 2021. Yeah, the problem is you have um, 
businesses that even though they had some of the some of these stimulus funds, they've run out and they're not able to keep their businesses going, and they've had to let their employees go, and the businesses have failed. And so, even if there's more money that comes in, I mean, the business is gone. They'd have to start over, and so. Um, a little too little too late for a number of businesses that have had to shut down, unfortunately, during this crisis. Yeah, and I think you saw you stated it correctly that all those loans were pretty effective because we didn't see any spikes in bankruptcies until those loans started running out. Right. In addition to the loans, we had moratoriums on evictions, moratoriums on garnishments. Um, creditors voluntarily agreed not to pursue collection. But all of that is coming to an end, and so people are going to have to face the music, so to speak, here in the coming months. You know, one of the things I'm curious about is whether a business can successfully, uh, you know, file a bankruptcy and continue to operate. Can a business do that? Absolutely. For those businesses who have managed to to weather the immediate storm but are still struggling, a bankruptcy is a, a very effective option to help them deal with their debt, reorganize, restructure, uh, begin repaying that past due debt uh, on a, in a structured way and still continue to operate. Um, lots of businesses are taking advantage of that uh, in all sectors. Uh, again, those who have been hit in the tourism industry uh, airlines, uh, construction workers have been affected. Um, really, anyone can take advantage of of the ability to to, to restructure and, and keep operating. Now, when you say restructure, what do you what do you mean by that? What does that mean? Well, the bankruptcy code offers uh, a way for businesses to take their debts and and basically set them aside and get a get a breathing spell so that they can operate free of the burden of creditors trying to. Um, collect and and pursue their assets. All of that is put on hold, and then you put together a plan of repayment for that debt and um, get it approved by the creditors and by the bankruptcy court, and then start making payments towards the the past due debt in a more manageable way, say over a three-year or five-year period of time and sometimes even longer. And then you're able to operate as the economy improves and you get back on your feet. Uh, Then you're able to uh, pay those debts back and still stay in business. So everybody wins. Okay, that's good. So eventually the creditors get their money. Is that what you're saying? Eventually they do. It might be a lot longer than they prefer, but uh, getting their money uh, over the long term is better than not getting anything at all. Can you share with me some anecdotes about businesses that have done this successfully? They went through the bankruptcy, they reorganized, Maybe they moved on and they continued to operate for some time. Sure, sure. I mean, I've represented people in, in, in all sectors of the economy. I've represented uh, people you wouldn't normally think would need to file a bankruptcy, uh, but uh, for whatever reason did and, and came through it just fine. Doctors, uh, accountants, construction workers uh, who have businesses that uh, got into trouble, especially in the service uh, sector when um, the economy takes a downturn, service sectors oftentimes are very hard hit um, and were able to restructure their debt um, and uh, get a plan approved. And then they're able to pay those debts back and continue operating successfully. Um, I have a client, uh, we're going to court on Monday. He's a construction, he's in the construction industry. He builds homes uh, for a living and and uh, uh, we needed to restructure and pay back 
his creditors, uh, mostly tax creditors, the, the IRS and the Arizona Department of Revenue. And um, we've restructured those debts. We're paying them off over the next five years. And he's able to continue uh, owning his business and all of his assets, and he's going to be able to continue to build homes. So we're, we're excited for him. That's good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I mean, for me, the the chance to reorganize that debt, to keep going, man, that's got to be a you know a relief for these co- uh, clients of yours. Well, absolutely. And a lot of people don't know what to do. They don't know what their options are. They don't even know that that's even available. And uh, importantly, our government has taken steps even recently to make it easier and less expensive to be able to get through that type of a process. Uh, In 2019, they passed the Small Business Reorganization Act. Uh, Filing a bankruptcy case can be complicated and expensive, and so for these smaller and mid-sized companies, it was very expensive to try and reorganize. And so Congress um, passed a law that made it less expensive, more streamlined, and a lot more likely that a company would successfully get through the bankruptcy process. In a normal Chapter 11 case, in these big cases, uh, usually it's only about 10% of those companies that actually successfully reorganize. And so that's that's not very good odds. Let, let me talk about that for a second. So you're telling me that if you enter bankruptcy you know, and you're a small business and you want to do a Chapter 11 reorganize, you didn't have a good chance of happening, that happening successfully before the... Small Business Reorganization Act of 2019? Yeah. The statistic I gave you is a a national statistic. We've actually had in our office a lot better odds than that, a lot better outcomes than that. But but yes, that's that's exactly right. And so with the Small Business Reorganization Act, uh, they changed a lot of the requirements that uh, are usually in place for larger companies. So these smaller companies could, could get in, get their debts reorganized, and successfully emerge at uh, much faster and at a lot less expense, which makes it more likely they're, they're going to be successful. I understand that as that act was passed in 2019, that the debt limit for a small business was $2.7 million. They, Correct. Somewhere around there. Sure. And but recently with the CARES Act, that changed. Absolutely. Yeah, they raised the limit to seven and a half million dollars, which opened up that part of the bankruptcy code to a lot more companies um, who are who are struggling. And and seven and a half million dollars of debt is quite a bit of debt. I mean, that can be a company that uh, has quite a few employees and and has a complex operation, but is still able to take advantage of the more streamlined and less expensive reorganization approach. Why would they have done that? I mean, why would the CARES Act think this is a good idea? Well, again, they knew that uh, our economy is struggling uh, because of this pandemic. And they knew that a lot more companies were going to need to take advantage of the bankruptcy code. And it's uh, in our uh, capitalist system, it's always better to keep a company alive. That means employees continue to work. That means that they're able to continue to pay taxes. Uh, it's just overall better for our economy for companies to survive. And so they wanted to make uh, bankruptcy uh, more available to more companies. And that's why they raised the, the debt limitation. And they re- removed a number of other restrictions, too, to make it uh, less expensive. For example, in a regular Chapter 11 case, there are quarterly fees that have to be paid to the government just for the privilege of being in bankruptcy. Those are waived. You no longer have to pay those so that you can use those funds to operate your business. Um, They made it less 
um, difficult to get a plan approved. In a small business case, you don't have to have all of the creditors vote in favor of your plan uh, or even any creditors to vote in favor of your plan in order to get it approved. It's still subject to the bankruptcy court's ultimate approval, but it's a lot less difficult to, to get a plan approved, which also means less expense and a higher likelihood that you're going to have a bankruptcy plan approved by the judge. I think that's really important for people to know because if they're facing, you know, being unable to pay their debts in the regular course of business, to know that they could be successful is going to be really important to them. What does someone who owns a business, how do they plan? Do they plan for bankruptcy? First of all, and if so, how do they plan? Absolutely. Absolutely. The biggest mistake that, uh, in my opinion, that people make when they're struggling financially is they wait too long to reach out to a financial professional, uh, an attorney, to look at what their options are. Uh, there's lots of non-bankruptcy alternatives that we explore, but knowing what options are available down the road uh, really informs the decisions that you make in connection with your business. Should you be um, conserving cash, for example, as you head into a, a bankruptcy case, you would plan for that. Should you be selling assets off? Uh, sometimes yes, sometimes that's not uh, a good approach if you're going to be headed into a bankruptcy case. And so definitely you can plan and should plan prior to going into a bankruptcy case, but you need to do that with the with the advice and counsel of somebody who's experienced in bankruptcy law. So I'm a business. It seems counterintuitive to take on an attorney, you know, hire a law firm when I'm struggling financially. That seems counterintuitive. What are they actually, what's actually that process look like? So, you know, the first thing that, uh, folks ask me is, you know, how am I going to pay for this? I'm struggling financially. How am I going to retain an attorney? And at that point in time, we really, uh, there's different ways that you can do that, but we advise them that that you're probably going to stop paying some of these creditors, your, your non-critical vendors. Uh, you're not going to be paying them anymore. We're going to put them aside for a while and we're going to restructure them as part of the bankruptcy process. And so with the funds that you might have otherwise been paying to them, you're going to retain your counsel and, and, and come up with a plan to repay all of your creditors, but we need to get you a little bit of a breathing spell and you, so you'll stop paying those creditors so that you can afford counsel and, and get a plan put together. Okay. That's really important. What is also available in the bankruptcy spectrum for individuals? With these small businesses and mid-sized businesses, they're run by, you know, mom and pop uh, operations oftentimes. And in order for those folks to, to capitalize their businesses, oftentimes they've incurred debt personally. And so when businesses tend to, tend to fail, it spills over to the individuals uh, often. And so uh, creditors will then pursue the individuals if the business files for bankruptcy and they can't pursue the business, then they look at the individuals. And so thankfully, there's options for them as well. Sometimes uh, we can avoid a bankruptcy filing for them. But if we have to file bankruptcy, they also have options that they can go into. And in most cases, they'll also go into a restructuring type of bankruptcy case. So they won't lose any assets. They won't lose their home or their cars or other assets that are important to them, like their ownership interest in their business. They get to keep all that. But we also restructure their debts and, and pay out over a period of time, uh, money to their creditors. That's really important. I mean, I had totally forgotten about that, but you're right. When you're a small business, your company doesn't have credit. 
the individual has credit. And so you end up being jointly liable if you want to have a lease uh, at some building. You, your company has the lease and then the individual personally guarantees it. So you're right. You know, the bankruptcy goes through on the business. You're probably going to have a bankruptcy for the individual as well. Uh, oftentimes you do. We try and keep the individuals out of bankruptcy if we can to preserve their credit and their credit score. But if creditors are pursuing them and they need protection, we'll file for them. And a lot of times what we'll do is actually consolidate their individual case with the business case so that we just have one case um, and then restructure everything at one time. And that's also less expensive so that we're not paying for two different cases. Interesting. Pranel, thanks for coming in. This has been really important, really informative. If someone wanted to get a hold of you to talk about their bankruptcy, how would they do that? Yeah, best thing is just to go to our website, uh, davismiles.com, go to the bankruptcy page. Um, you can sign up right there for a consultation. Most cases, we offer a free consultation, uh, and um, we'd be happy to help them. Thank you very much. Thank you, Bob. Folks, thank you for listening. This has been the podcast, Is That Even Legal? A discussion of what's legal. Just as a reminder, this is not legal advice for you. This is general information. And it's meant to be educational. If you have specific legal needs, don't be afraid to reach out to an attorney to get good legal advice. Attorneys are lovable. They're fun. They want to hear from you. See you next time. Mm-hmm.